This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 32, How It Feels to Be Wrong. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my friends. We have a fun topic today, how it feels to be wrong. And I got the idea for this topic from a TED Talk I heard called On Being Wrong by Katherine Schultz. And she asks people in the audience how it feels for them when they are wrong. And they had answers like, you know, it feels uncomfortable, it feels horrible. And she said, that's how it feels once you've found out that you're wrong. But when you're wrong and you don't know you're wrong, how it feels to be wrong is it feels like you're right. So I'll say that again. How it feels to be wrong before you know that you're actually wrong or not, it just feels like you're right. See, each of our brains comes with its own, basically like filtration system. We only take in information that is relevant to our brains, that makes sense with the things we already kind of think and agree upon. We can't hear some of the noises outside of the spectrum of what humans hear. We can't see with our eyes things like x-rays or microwaves or ultraviolet rays. Even though they exist, they're beyond the perception of what our eyes pick up. Even though our brains feel like we have a pretty good representation of what's going on in reality, we only bring in a small amount of what is really going on in the vastness of reality through our sensation, you know, our smell, our touch, our taste, maybe what we perceive, whether that's visually or what we kind of intuit, we are only bringing in information that we are able to perceive through our senses. And we are then making sense of it through our brain, which already has a lot of programming from our childhood, from our society, from even our evolution and our DNA. So it's like each of us have a personal filter that we filter in information through and make sense of in our own way. So it's easy to see how you might really feel like you're right about something and it turns out that it's wrong. In fact, a number of things that scientists have believed to be true have been disproven over the years. And as we evolve as a species, we're constantly getting new information that may contradict the way that we've seen the world in the past. I think about trends in diets. And I think about when I was in college, it was the low fat craze. And so it was considered super healthy. As long as you were eating low fat, you could just eat tons of carbs. So I would eat like a couple of bagels for lunch and then I would have pasta, but without any creamy sauce or, you know, I would keep everything low fat, but I was eating tons of what traditional diets would call unhealthy foods because it was a lot of refined carbohydrates. There's, you know, the Atkins diet where you're eating very high fat and mainly meat. There are vegan diets and all of the people that swear by different diets feel like they're right. I'll tell you about a personal example of a time that I really thought that I was right, but it turns out I was wrong. 
there was a forest fire right by our house. So it was pretty scary because literally I could walk out the front door and see like on this trail that I walk with my dog, um, a fire that was right there and close to our house. And I saw the fire trucks come on this little narrow path and I expected them to take out their hoses and hose things down or drop some chemicals, you know, some kind of powder to put out the fire. And from what I could see from my front porch, I looked through the binoculars. You know, I couldn't really tell what they were doing other than it looked like they were just watching the fire and kind of walking around. And I was pretty mad and I didn't um, understand why they brought the truck all the way over and, you know, weren't trying to put out the fire. And the next morning went up there and saw that they had been cutting down all of the you know, branches and shrubs and trees that were across the path so it didn't spread down towards the houses. And in fact, the fire did spread up quite a bit further on the mountain, but it, it spread the other way because they were clearing this path and making it so that the fire couldn't um, cross that trail and come down. So I had a whole new understanding about what they were doing up there because they were actually like you know, forcing the fire to go the other direction. But, you know, in my fear and my judgment and my knowledge of shows that I've seen about fire trucks, they spray things out of hoses. And, you know, I just, I was really wrong about it. But at the time that I thought they were doing nothing while my house was about to burn down, I really thought that I was right. I like to think sometimes about political parties because it seems like whoever is on whichever side they're on, they have such good reasons for saying that they're right, saying that the other person is wrong, but obviously people hold such different beliefs, it can't be possible that one is right and one is wrong. Evidence can be spun in many different ways, and the point is, it's hard to tell just by feeling if you're right or wrong. Many of us have beliefs, either things we were taught or things that we learned through our experiences that we've come to believe as true. But if you think about it, beliefs are just thoughts that we think over and over. And just because we have a belief does not mean that that is necessarily true. For example, some people have beliefs about themselves. And I have a whole episode about self-limiting beliefs because really they're just thoughts that we think over and over again. That's how we form our beliefs. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are based on anything true about us. So if we say things like, I'm always late, I'm just a shy person, or all of my relationships end poorly, or I have one health condition after another, then not only are those beliefs just things that we've told ourselves over and over and over again, they actually start becoming self-fulfilling prophecies because we start acting in ways that prove them true. So if you're having beliefs or thoughts that are not serving you, meaning they don't feel good in your body when you think them, maybe they even cause some mental or physical pain, then it's always good to be questioning your thoughts, questioning your beliefs, and not assuming that you're right just based on the feeling that you're right. 
because like she said in the TED Talk, when you're wrong but just don't know it yet, it feels just like you're right. So sometimes people will tell me, it just feels true. Like, I am a worthless person, and I can find examples of that in my past, and it just feels true for me. But first of all, does that belief serve you? Having that thought would surely cause negative feelings, which would then lead to negative actions and results. So if we put that thought in the model, the result it creates is not helpful for us, not serving us. And then second of all, just feeling like it's true is really not a good enough reason to invest and believe in that thought. So I thought this was especially relevant when we talk about pain, because the model of pain that we've always been taught, pain and health conditions or disease, is that something is wrong with the body and that signals to the brain that something in the body is broken that needs to be fixed, and we treat that area of the body where we have pain. So basically, all pain is viewed in this model as nociceptive pain. So again, nociceptive pain is the pain arising from sensations in your body and going to your brain. But what we know from neuroscience is that up to 95% of the pain that we feel in our body is neuroplastic pain. So that's pain that's created by our brain and felt in our body. So it doesn't mean that the pain is all in our head. We feel it in our body. But it also does not mean that the solution is all in our body. It's not arising from a physical origin of the body. So... This happened with my mom, actually. I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'll just tell the story. Um, She has had some knee pain for several months. She keeps going to her doctor and her physical therapist, hoping that they find out for her what's going on. She's at the point where she's had some injections and might have to have an MRI. And I've tried to talk to her about this work and about repressed emotions and about how stress causes a lot of pain and how taxing it is on the body, which makes the pain signals worse. And I don't bring it up to her too often because I know that she doesn't really believe in it. But I did bring it up to her one last time recently because she's talking about maybe having to have surgery. And she said, well, no, this is different because I push on that spot and I get that sensation. And so I thought about this, how our feeling and feeling like it's in a certain part of the body can really make it feel like that has the damage. That's the part of the body that needs to be fixed. They need to keep searching and searching until they find the cause of what is causing this pain in this area because that's where I feel it. And it's very reinforcing to have that belief because that's what the physical therapist believes, and that's what the doctor believes. And that's what all of the knowledge that she's been taught about physical pain in her whole life has taught her. But what if she feels very sure about that, she feels right about that, that she's wrong? I've seen for myself examples where I changed the belief about what was causing my knee pain, and the next day my knee pain was gone. But it still clunks sometimes in the same way that it did when I thought I had a meniscus tear. 
There are thousands of other people who have been healed by reading one of Dr. John Sarno's books. And MRI research shows that people who are healthy can have bulging discs, torn rotator cuffs, torn meniscus in their knee, and that's not a source of pain for them. So what I want you to think about this week are any thoughts that you have that aren't serving you. And question if you're actually sure that you're right about them. And even if you're pretty sure, question yourself some more because there's a chance that you could be wrong. And just because you feel like you're right and you're 100% convinced that you're right, is there possibly a chance that you could be wrong? Byron Katie, who wrote Loving What Is, has you write down your thoughts about a situation that's bothering you, anything basically that's causing you emotional pain. And the first question she has you ask is, is it true? And then the second question she asks is, can you absolutely know that it's true? So out of the four questions that she has you ask about every sentence, two of them are, is it even true? And I know a lot of times from doing this work that I can make generalized statements that maybe aren't even totally true. And the problem with that is that they're painful. They're emotionally painful to think, and they can show up as pain in our body or chronic disease. So question everything, my friends. Question everything, especially that is hurting you. See if there's some wiggle room with some of your thoughts and especially about the traditional way that you've been taught to view your pain and your body and your health. Our brains would always rather be right and have things be predictable than for things to be unknown to the point that it will literally cause our body's pain rather than want to struggle with believing a new thought that doesn't feel true. So knowing this, you can use negative emotions as a clue to thoughts that you might want to question. In fact, I would say to clue in to any kind of pain in your body as a danger signal and a time to check in emotionally and mentally with what's going on. Time to question your beliefs. What could be causing you this pain? Questioning our beliefs can be uncomfortable at times, but it's also your path to freedom. Sometimes we have blind spots, so writing it down, talking it out to someone, and especially getting coaching on an area that you're really struggling with in your life can be super helpful in identifying some of your blind spots. Check out my website, bodyandmindlifecoach.com, or you can email me at info at bodyandmindlifecoach.com with questions or for coaching. And if you haven't taken the time, please go to itunes.com and leave a rating and a review. I really appreciate if you take the time to do this because, first of all, it's fun for me to read, and second of all, it helps this podcast be found by more people. All right, guys, see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. 
And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.